confident that this I'm is recording? I'm confident that it's my mic is it's on. Yes. <laughs> John, this is the <laughs> earliest that we've ever recorded. It is. It's at the butt crack of dawn. <laughs> the butt crack. You can just hear the roosters in the background. Are your chickens rather? Yeah. Well, they were pretty antsy to get out this morning, though. Mm. So It's still dark outside. Yeah. Did I tell you, Tim, though, this morning... We've had a, our first major predator at the chickens no this week. No way. Yeah. I was getting in the truck Tuesday morning, and I looked out, and I was like, something looks weird. Because I'm very observant. Like <laughs> Something I'll, looks weird. I'll, I, I might not see things, but I know if something's different. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, what's that? So I kept looking. I waited about like 30 seconds and then I saw a snout come out from behind the fence. Oh, shoot. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a coyote. And I was like, Josiah, stay in the car. And I started walking, and then I'm like, you're done, man. You're getting out of here. So I started like, I started running, and I'm like halfway down the yard. And I'm like, I hope this works. And the coyote's still standing there. <laughs> it's probably 50, 60-pound coyote. They're <clears throat> not small no. animals. And then... I was like, all right, screw this. So then I threw my hands up in the air and started like, like screaming. <laughs> then the coyote finally turned and ran into the cornfield. And then I was like, oh man, the coyote. Like, now I got my chickens in Fort Knox back there. Like, if something gets in, God bless them. They deserve to have the chickens. Yeah, like, it's, it's pretty secure. It's pretty secure. So, so then the afternoon, I mowed the grass. It's like five o'clock. It's not even dark. And uh, I was getting ready to put the, uh, put the dog out. We were going to throw a frisbee. And I caught this glimpse in, in the corner of my eye, and there's two figures running behind the trees, like down past my neighbor's yard towards mm-hmm. our yard. And I was like, oh, it's a whole freaking pack of coyotes. Because I saw two mm-hmm. figures, but one coyote. And then I, I scrambled to get the dog back inside and turn around. And like, because I didn't want the dog to run after the coyote, it would right. um, take off, and I wouldn't get his attention back. And then. And by the time I got the dog back inside, all I saw was a deer. So I saw one deer. And so I'm only assuming that the coyote was chasing the deer. Hmm. Now, on Facebook this morning, there's a page I follow, uh, Central Pennsylvania Mountain Lions sightings. Because (laughs) they've seen mountain lions in this area. Mm -hmm. um, And they had posted about a coyote. uh, Coyote tracks and scat, like, not far from here, maybe two miles from here, that had killed a fawn in a field. So I'm like, geez, like I'd never known of coyotes to be around here in our neighborhood. Well, so wait, this so this two instances. I thought you said this morning is whenever you saw the coyote. No, last Tuesday. Oh, it was last. But two- on Facebook this morning, I saw oh, oh, it was okay. the ninth. I think that they discovered this coyote mm. attack on this young fawn. They found remains of a fawn and then coyote tracks. They're assuming that this was. So whenever a you went coyote. out to chase after the coyote with your bare hands, what did you think was going to happen if it like chose to stand out and fight, or did you just well, assume like it's going to run? Here's the thing. I've always had these dreams about <laughs> taking down a coyote with your bare hands. Actually, wolves. Um, <laughs> oh man! I've always think like, what, what would you do if like an animal? And I feel like my adrenaline, my sheer adrenaline, would take over, and I would just beat the shit out of any wild animal that tried to attack me. Like I would have no mercy, no whatever, and I would oh, like man. rip their jaws right off, dude, and punch their faces in. Wow, man. Like, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Where I was about got to say The Revenant, dude. The, the Revenant, Revenant, whenever the bear attacks him, is so brutal. Like, that bear would be so... Like, I'd destroy that bear. Okay. Well, like, I'm going to... Instead gonna, of the bear 
doing what the bear did to DiCaprio, you know, it'd be me with the bear. You know what? I think That's for, I think for this for season one's finale of our podcast, we're gonna do a live stream of you fighting a bear. And gonna... I couldn't do it on the spot. It would have to be okay. Okay, like like it would literally have to be fight or flight. Like the bear, <laughs> well, the bear probably would kill me. Um, oh, this is so good. I love this. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's my, 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 I don't care that much about the chickens. Okay. They're, they're not really our, they're our pets mm-hmm. kind of because they're egg producers. They're not mm-hmm. meat chickens. We got them because we wanted to have chickens and have eggs. Mm-hmm. So they're not really, I try not to get too attached to them. Mm-hmm. Because they lay eggs. Yeah. And we're not going to eat them for meat, right? Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, one of them died. Don't know why. So I was like, dang it. So I I put, I just buried it. I mm-hmm. didn't, you know, because I don't know what killed it. I don't know what, if it was, they, it seemed healthy. And then not too long ago, well, I say a couple weeks ago, that was probably about six months ago. We had a round of six chickens. One died. And then, um, so because one died, we had to get five more. Um, so my wife picked out five more and she got like these unique ones, you know, like Favacanas and Buff Warpingtons and these other ones that are like green eggs. Oh, that's what that means. Right. So, yeah. So she got five more and then another one of our older ones died like 18 months old. So they're not old at all by any stretch. Another one died and I'm like, son of a bitch, like seriously. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting kind of frustrated at this because I don't know why we seem to be doing everything right. So I just, I didn't bother, um, with that one. I just, I buried it. I don't want to think about it. This chicken, it's a process of life. Like that's what happens. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, this is two in a couple weeks now. Like maybe we should try to figure out if there's something wrong. Um, but we didn't. And then one of the newer ones died. Mm. Um, so we ha- we had eleven. Now we're down to eight. So we did send the new the newer chicken, the younger one, off, and it turns out it had pneumonia, mm. um, which makes sense because it has been rainy almost all summer, mm-hmm. and they're young, and they're probably being who knows chilly nights, and then rain, and then who knows there's pneumonia. But we started doing a little bit more, um, making sure their feeds right and their water's right and. Emily really doesn't want to lose any more chickens, and neither do I. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I hate when animals die, uh, yeah. especially ones in your, you know, that are part of your family. Yeah, um, I grew up having like random odd pets. Like I had like random fish, and I had like hermit crabs and stuff like that. But you never really get a reciprocation from animals like that or pets like that. They're more so just like a novelty. Yeah, you know, like you look at them and you're kind of like, oh, look, you're a crab. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you put them on your hand. Always and they, runs away when you come up and you look, it tucks itself back in the right, shell. Right. <clears throat> so I was born into a family that had a cat that was older. Um, so I never really felt ownership over that pet. It just was kind of there. I mean, obviously I loved it very much, but it passed away when I was nine. And so whenever I was nine, my mom and dad were like, all right, you know, we should pick out some new pets. And so it was like kind of my duty or it was like, you know, I actually had a say for the first time in my life, like ownership over. So something. what they were really trying to say, it was your duty to pick up the duty, pick up the duty. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I, for some reason I wanted a black and white kitty. I was like, I want a black and white. I love black and white. And so my dad called around and found the humane society here. Humane society here in Harrisburg had a black and white kitty. 
I think it was in Harrisburg. Is that the only one in the area? I guess I have I no know. idea. And so, um, I mean, literally, you could get a cat anywhere. No, I know, but <laughs> I wanted like black and white. And so we went and um, we saw a black and white kitty. I mean, it was a couple weeks old. It was like just like this ball of fur, with bright blue eyes, and flea bitten, and all this stuff. And it was best. It seemed to be best friends with like another gray kitty. So we were like, we should get both. My dad was like, I thought we were just getting one, but we got both. So anyway, long story short. Um, we had the gray kitty for 15, 14 years and they, he passed away five years ago and, um, the black and white kitty, we call her peeps. She's now 19 years old and we just found out, uh, two days ago that she has liver failure and it's like literally a matter of hours, a matter of like probably this weekend. Like she could be dead now. Yeah. Not now, but like when people listen to this. Yeah. And, um, and like, are we like time traveling when we talk? Are we time traveling? So we're talking now. Things, well, yeah, by the time that this comes out, it, you know, I I, I talk like we might be in the future. I don't have high hopes that she would be around. And it's like, um, I totally shifted gears on this heartfelt (laughs) tribute to peeps. No, I cope with, I cope with, um, trying to find uh jokes and light of situations because like it's so painful <laughs> that's what we talked about the other week like we come up with these things in our heads to not face the what's happening and um you know i know a lot of people are like come on man it's a cat but whenever something Damn. is come on man it's a cat <laughs> seriously whenever something's been a part of your family for 19 years um it's not a pet anymore. No. It's like literally a family member. It's someone that you saw every morning, something that you saw every night. And I would even like talk to her. I mean, obviously it's a cat, but we all talk to our pets and like, you know, she's been there whenever I'd come home from tour and she was there whenever my grandpa died and she was there when I got broken up and she was there like just all these nine. Yeah, I was nine. Yeah. And I'm 28. Yeah. And, um, that's a lot of life. That's a lot. When you start thinking the majority about- of my life, Things you did when you were 14 seem like so long ago. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, that, the cat was there. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, the cat's old. Wow. Yeah. And whenever you have bad days, you go and you snuggle up with your cat. And then whenever you have good days, you know, you play with it. And I mean, it's just like, the, you know, the thing that I have to keep remembering is, one, they lived an extremely long life for an animal. A lot of animals do not have that luxury. Incredible. A lot of animals. Flush life, too. Oh, my gosh. Like, literally, you couldn't have asked for a better life. So I find a lot of comfort. And I think that's why I'm not, like, this sobbing mess right now, anyway. Because I know, like, we gave her the best possible life. And also, I know this is very morbid, but no relationship ever ends good, period. None. Nothing ever <laughs> ends good. You best case scenario for a guy, in, you know, you get married to someone. The best case scenario is you grow old together and then someone dies at an old age. Yep. But then and you, you got to st- deal with loss unless what if they died at the same time, like Romeo and Juliet. Well, they didn't die at the same time. Yeah, but close. Yeah, but they knew. Okay. Like, so you're saying if you both, I mean, she woke up and he was dead. Okay. And so, he was expecting her to be alive and she was dead. So if you both went out, of the dude, that one same sucks. Time. Like that's like the most sucky one of all time. Okay. You yeah, pulled that, that one out. Well, okay. But <laughs> what are the odds of you and your spouse dying? Car crash. Plane crash. 
Okay, so you're saying whenever you and your spouse hit like 85, just drive off a cliff? Well, I mean, <laughs> it would be an accident. Like, they wouldn't be planned, but it would be an accident. What if you tried that, but then one of you survived? <laughs> Dang it. Um, but no, like, so I think about this. I think about, okay, what's the price of loving something? The price of loving something is ultimately having to let it go because you have to let it go. It's never always yours. And so then you think, okay, well then what's the point of loving something? What's the point of getting in a relationship? What's the point of getting a pet? And it's like, well, all you have is the journey, right? All you have is the day to day. All you have is the time between I was nine and the time I'm 28. And that was the point of having it. That was the point of fostering that relationship was because of that. And if you kind of accept that for what it is, it makes it going away easier, maybe. Yeah. I mean, for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will. I don't know. I already pushed back a little bit that no relationship ends good. You think it I does? Think there could be relationships that end good, but that doesn't mean they don't come without some hurts and mm-hmm. some pains and some struggle. Uh, that. Like you, I, I guess ideal. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's you're not happy that your cat no is at the end of its life. No, but it's not a bad situation. Like it's not negative. It's not. It's not like um, um well no no it's not negative. But it's it's but it's a it hurts yeah because you know, it's it is coming to an end and mm-hmm. it's coming to a close and while it's not good it's not bad it just it is what it is it's not ideal um, like. But you, yeah, you start that relationship. Well, what would the ideal death of a pet be? The ideal situation is there is no death and they just stay with you forever and ever, <laughs> but it's not real. So like, in my, like, I'm just an ideal, like, I just think of, I want things that can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I understand that. We had a, I mean, I had a, I'm trying to think growing up, we had a black lab. It was a stray. Neighbors found him. We didn't have a dog. I, I love black around labs. Probably first grade. I remember probably kindergarten, first grade, first grade. Anyway, dog didn't bark for years, maybe, hmm. um, but just the nicest black lab. But like you, he never really was my pet, you mm-hmm. know, and I can't remember how long we had him, but we eventually had to put him down and mm-hmm. he was sick and then didn't have a pet after that for a while. Um, and then when I married, that was before I married my wife, uh, a friend down the street here says, says, Hey, I got this. I got a cat and you want it. And I had my own place and like a idiot. I was like, sure, I'll take a kitten. It was cute. Not realizing the full extent of what it means to have a cat that, and then someone said they could live to be like 20 years. I was like, son of a, <laughs> I didn't say son of a bitch. Cause that would have been a dog. Right. Um, so I, I said, son of a female cat, whatever they are. <laughs> Because it was, and um, his name was Chubbs. And Wait, Chubbs was a girl? No, Chubbs was a boy. Oh, oh, son oh. of a... Oh, 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 sorry. would be Chubbs. Sorry. And um, so I'm in an apartment, and I Chubbs. like, and there's this litter box. And I'm like, litter box kind of stinks. I'm like, wait, what does it do when I stink up the bathroom? I turn on the fan. Mm-hmm. So I cut a hole in the top of his litter box, put a fan there with a <laughs> pipe that goes into the wall, <laughs> pipe all that stink into... I had no idea you did this. <laughs> oh, yeah, Katie. I mean... I don't know why. I don't know why people don't do that. Oh, you should patent that. Literally, literally, you just 
I don't know where the stink goes. I threw a bunch of air fresheners in behind a wall. Like it went into the structure of the building. So <laughs> it just dispersed throughout the inside of the walls. And it's just odor. But I made sure I threw a bunch of air fresheners in there. Oh man. Um, every now and then. <laughs> yeah, you can't make this stuff Dude, up. That's so good. But I had this cat for a really long time and then I got married, got along well with my wife's dog. She got, she's had a dog ever since grad school. Um, but then a couple of years ago, the cat was just like leaving poop in the basement and mm. irritable sometimes to other people. And I was not in a good place mentally or emotionally. And there was enough, the cat gave us enough of a reason to be like, you know what? We got young kids. Nobody wants you. We tried to give the cat away. Nobody wanted the cat. I didn't want to keep cleaning up poop in the basement, especially with the kids crawling around being young and, who knows what? So we we put the cat down. The vet even mm-hmm. said, "Like, no, I think you're probably fine doing this." Mm-hmm. Um, after I found a vet that would do it, oh wow! Yeah. I still kind of feel bad about it a little bit, mm. but not really. Mm. Uh, that was almost three years ago, and then last winter, um, it hasn't even been a year yet. My wife's dog was like fifteen, sixteen years old. That's old for a dog. Yeah, he was really old. He was a really good dog. Um, we're realizing how good he is now that we have our new dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, your dog now is super young. That was really hard. I'm not going to rehash the whole life of this dog happy, but I wrote, yeah, I wrote I about happy, it yeah. and maybe we'll post my blog. I wrote about happy mm, yeah. in the, uh, in the show notes or something. And yeah. people can read about the things I learned from that dog. Mm-hmm. But even with our new dog, Tucker, I learn a lot about he's two year old border collie. I learn a lot from animals and how they learn how kids learn it reminds me of artificial intelligence well, yeah where they just they read you they read experiences they form patterns and they begin to pick up on your behaviors your body your body language your eyes the tone of your voice mm-hmm. and it can remember like like what you you know it can remember well they acted that way last time and here's what happened and they can respond to that and it's really you learn, it's really fascinating. You learn a lot from pets. I mean, I know dogs and cats are so different in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, cats are smart. They just don't show it. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Thankfully, I was very blessed to have Peeps be a very um, affectionate kitty. You know, like one that would, you know, snuggle up with you. Like literally, if I was sad, she would know and she'd come up to me. And um, so this is the this is the another really sad thing about it is. I don't think I'll ever have another cat ever again. Um, like four or five years ago, my eyes and my nose were so bad. Like my eyes were always itchy. My nose was getting really bad, like stuffy. Saw an allergist and they were like, oh, you're allergic to cats. And I was like, I've had cats my whole life. And I'd look back on my life and I've always had, since I was a young kid, I've never known what like having a clear nose feels like because my nose is always stuffy. My eyes are always red and itchy. And I just thought that's how life was. <laughs> but it turns out that I've been allergic to cats like this whole time. And so I'm thinking like, well, I don't want to let that stop me from loving my cat. So I still like would go home and put my face in her face and like, you know, like just give her attention. But then I suffered the consequences and like no allergy med touched it. I took allergy shots, didn't touch it. And so like, even now, like it's her last couple days and I've been like giving her all this attention and I've been suffering, but it's worth it, man. So if you hear all this, <laughs> yeah, 
I'm <gasps> I literally I literally feel like there's sand in my eyes, but it's worth it because I know that she's the last cat you know I'll ever have. Um, Unless they come up with some kind of new science that allows you to be right. allergic to all kinds of stuff, and well, they, they do have cats that are um, no hair. Hypo, I guess hypoallergenic cats, but th- they look just like ball sacks, and <laughs> I don't want to walk. You don't really want to have a ball sack for a pet. <laughs> no, One of them's already around. enough. <laughs> One's ready enough. Yeah. So it, dude, it's it's just like a transition phase. Um, it's just sad. Do you guys like border collies? No, we're not a dog family. Although whenever I have my own family, I want a dog. Or whenever I get out, like and do my thing, I want a well, dog. You could get like a little, like a Chihuahua or something. That's like a cat. Dude, no One of way. Little dogs. No way. They like cats. No, it wouldn't. Ha- I mean, I would love a dog, but I know um, this is like this cat's living at my parents' house, so um, I don't. They wouldn't want a dog. No, they're a lot of work. Pets are a lot of work. Yeah, they are work. I mean, not quite as much work as kids, but do you think it's a good training? So, like, do you no. think? Not even close. Because people say that couples are like, you know, people are full of shit <laughs> because like, they're like, you know, we're going to get a dog, and if we can handle having a dog, then we can handle having a kid. And I'm always like, no, um, those people need smacked upside the head. <laughs> Say if you think that having a dog is anything like having a kid, don't ever have kids. <laughs> don't <laughs> just don't. Yeah, I can't imagine. You like, can- I hope they have the worst dog ever <laughs> that chews everything up, that poops all over their house, that bites people, and <laughs> I do. Man. Maybe it'll deter them from having kids. But, why, like, when we think about pets, like, why do we? Like, it is inherently selfish. Yeah, totally. To get a pet. I said that kind of definitively. I know there's all well, obviously. So no, it is it is but, selfish. But thinking about what pets are, what what role they serve, let's go back to the history of why I think people have pets. Okay. I was waiting. I'm, get, I'm getting my water, <laughs> man. I'm like I'm. I pretend like. Well, a, if you think about like cats on a farm, when I say history, I mean like recent history, not long term. I think animals. Well, if you go to when I go to Haiti, there's street dogs everywhere. I don't think these dogs really belong to anybody, but they also have guard dogs. I guess Haitians don't like dogs. Hmm. Um, so, like, they'll get people will get a, if they want a, um, a guard dog in their property, they'll get a big dog put mm-hmm. it on their property. So, some people just tolerate the dogs. They're more tools than anything. Um, same thing with cats, too. Like, it's not uncommon for some, some people to have cats, and I guess that could keep rodents away. Um, but yeah, you know, looking back into even like American history, dogs were tools. You hunt with, hunted with dogs, um, cattle dogs, herd dogs, uh, more tools to help you than anything. And again, cats, just farm cats, you know, they were used as tools, I'm guessing. And then we just decided at one point, well, let's just, some of them were more friendly than other ones. And they just, they became part of your family, I guess. And yeah, it looked like stuffed animals. Yeah, like, potentially ooh. maybe transition to, yes, they help us out. Yes, they're tools, but they're also part of our family when you want to treat them well. I mean, there was sled dogs, you know, took took people to travel. Um, all the ways animals helped influence our culture and our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely domesticated them. And over time, they've just become this thing where... A lot of these cats, if they were left out into the wild now, they wouldn't even last like a week, you know? So basically, if you could perform, you could stay alive. If you couldn't perform, we'll eat you. 
<laughs> what if we treated humans the same way? Like if you were worthless and you didn't really serve any purpose, we just you die or we eat you. I mean horses. Why do we eat horse or why don't we eat horses, and not cows? Because we can use horses. Hmm. You know, oxen are like cows, but then they can pull plows and stuff like that. So it's interesting. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, no, I I think there's something selfish about having a pet but i also do think that there's something to be said for being compassionate like there's so many people out there that do animal rescue and having a heart <clears throat> you know for creatures and living things that are in pain are in bad situations and there's a lot of people that love animals more than they love humans and do i think you think not to cut you off because like people in my family like my mom and my uncle they love the rescue dogs and mm-hmm do volunteer work there that that might be a coping mechanism for a lot of people that they don't even realize that it's a coping mechanism to well, deal with some like well yeah I, I mean i don't say this is for everybody but i know a lot of people who have been burned by people they turn to animals because it's like well at least you can't hurt me at least you know there's like there's unconditional love with a lot of animals yeah. And with humans, there's ulterior motives, there's lying. How do you know that animals don't have ulterior motives? What if animals, what if pets are just playing us? <laughs> well, I mean, there's that whole thing. I just th- be nice to them and I get fed every well, day. Well, no, and- seriously, like, there's that whole theory with cats where it's like, you know. They just tolerate you. W- well, yeah, people say cats literally just want the food and they give you the attention because you feed them and they say you know if you die the cat won't won't even think twice about eating like your body if there's no food in the house (laughs) people say that um and so uh, for the cat the end of that relationship is marvelous because you die and they get to eat you (laughs) yeah i mean yeah with cats there's always a great way to go um whatever but so you know there's that whole thing uh yeah i yeah i often wonder that like with cats like Will they would they miss you if you're gone, or they'd be like, no, I'm to the next person. Try to get my, I mean, because cats are uniquely different than dogs. Like just yeah, in well, terms of their with people, um, two really close people to me have lost dogs within this past year, and they didn't die. They just were taken by other partners, and when, when they broke up, and so now they had this bond with the dog, and the dog is now with someone else far away. They haven't seen him, and they said to me would this dog remember me, you know, if it saw me again? And we talked about it for a while. Where we kind of landed is, I don't know if necessarily dogs have memories, but they're sent. Like we talk, like, 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 like what we talked yeah. about. Yeah. So it's like they'd get near you and then they'd smell you and be like, oh, I remember the smell. This is this guy. And then they kind of get all excited. I don't know if they necessarily have a memory of them in a car driving away and you waving to them and they like harbor resentment for right. you leaving them. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would think with the dog too, like they'd, you know, if they'd miss you or like how that would work where oh, if they found somebody else relatively quickly that mm-hmm. loved them, that cared for them, that they'd warm up to them mm-hmm. as this new like how those relationships work. Like Tucker, our dog, he was mm-hmm. a year and a half old when we rescued him. They said it was food aggression. We didn't really see any of that, obviously. Maybe once or twice, just like trying to take a one of the kids accidentally tried to take a treat from him and he got all upset and training. But it wasn't horrible. Um 
But he warmed up to us pretty quickly. He's the most annoying dog in the history of the world. I promise you that. Um, and he's a big annoying dog, not yeah, a little annoying yeah, dog. Yeah, he's big. Uh, so you know he's being annoying when he's being annoying. But like he warmed up to us pretty quick, and he took a liking to us pretty quick, and obviously started respecting us. He knows I'm the alpha in the house. Um, we've had a few wrestling matches where he knows I don't even want to mess with this guy because I know he could rip my jaw off just like he does with his wolves in his dreams. <laughs> so don't mess with him. The wolves in dog. his dreams. Um, and I tell him, I said, you, with me and my family, like I will kill you and he knows <laughs> every morning i tell my dog that on a walk don't, i will kill you yeah don't <laughs> screw this up you'll disappear so just dark kidding. i'm just kidding he did he did the one morning he was getting really good like i said he's really smart you know so we would just let him outside without a leash as long as we're out there and attention attentive to him well one day we didn't we weren't attentive to him i thought my wife was watching him she thought i was watching him next thing you know where's the dog you know it's so like an hour i was like oh my gosh like I was really like, I can't believe, like, it's one thing, but like the fact that we lost him like that mm-hmm. um, made me feel like we we screwed up. You know, we got this new dog and he wandered away. Now he's microchipped. He has got a tag with a collar on with my phone number. So it's like, look, if somebody finds him, unless they were a dick and kept him, mm-hmm. you know, we'd, you know, get him back. we'd get him back. And eventually he, about after about an hour and a half, he did come back on his own. Mm-hmm. Um but even in that hour and a half, I was like, oh, man, I was already starting to get used to like, okay, I'm sad, but what would life be like without the dog? Like, You start entertaining I think the fear, of the, the fear of the unknown of like, well, what happened to him would have really got to me yep. um, had we never found him. Well, that's the thing that I'm thankful for, with peeps, in this situation is so many families deal with a pet getting hit by a car, a pet running away, a pet choking on something and dying young or all these random things. And it's like, this is the best case scenario for any pet to have. Just like, you know, whenever my grandpa died, he died of old age. He died of a heart attack at like a really old age. And I was like, you know, what, what better scenario can you think of? And so, you know, like like I said, I, I don't think it'll sink in or it'll hit me until we take her in to put her down. But, Oh yeah. Um, I just think like I'm just grateful for the journey and I'm just trying to remember the journey like all you know just the whole that was the whole point was the journey I'm trying just to focus on that and not be selfish and think trying to hold on to something that I can't hold on to right you know there is a there's a process of having a pet but then it's like it's almost like kids when when you have kids people don't tell you they're like oh they're such a blessing they're wonderful it'll be difficult but you know what you'll get through it and then when you have them, it's absolutely nothing like that at all. It's nothing like you'd ever experience. Hmm. There's so many fears, so much anxiety, so much stress, so much everything that comes with raising kids. Yes, there's some good things too. Mm-hmm. But no one, I think, is ever totally, completely honest about should you have kids? Should you do this before you do it? And I don't think people are would be willing and receptive to even listen to that, that they've maybe even already have it made up in their heads, that like, no, I want kids, mm-hmm. without listening to, listen, here's everything you might experience, knowing all of this, do you still want kids? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Okay, so then don't come crying to me whenever, like, <laughs> whenever all of this stuff starts happening. I'll be like, yes, this is part of it. Well, I does think, that like with pets too? Like, yeah. you know, like, hey, by the way, 
you're going to love this thing. It's going to love you. It's always going to be there. Um, you could treat it poorly. It won't care. And then it's going to die within a couple years, not a couple years, but you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Do you still want a pet? Like knowing all of that, do you still want a pet? Mm. And like we, we subject ourselves to that kind of like, yeah, I do. It's worth it Mm -hmm. to give this animal, uh, a better life than who knows where it would go or what it would do. And I don't know. No, I think I know what you're saying, but then you start teetering in the world of, um, you know, not opening yourself up to love at all. Then, um, it's like, it's better to love and loss than to never love at all. You can grow up, you can live your entire life, not getting attached to anybody, not having pets. You're just this free, roaming soul and to some people that sounds amazing and i'm not saying that is a wrong way to live life but i also think you're robbing yourself too of a lot of experiences and like the the deep deep connection that is where you find the richness in life and um yeah it's yeah, like but if you don't know you never know you don't know what it would be like so you're not are you really missing anything if you don't know I mean, everyone's different, man. Yeah. Some people want to just roam free and not have any attachments to anything. Mm-hmm. But I think people are communal people. People want to have people search for this connection. And we have all these voids we've tried to fill it with. Mm-hmm. So I guess in my mind, whenever you ask those people those questions, you know, do you really want a kid after I told you exactly how it really is? And do you really want a pet? People do want novel. People do want the novelty. They want to be able to post on social media. They want to be, people want the baby, but they don't want to actually have to raise the baby. It's like, you know, I'd rather be the aunt or the uncle than to be the parent. Cause you can put the baby with the people and go home and sleep in a quiet home. Yeah. Um, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> p- people want that. And so whenever they actually face the actual responsibility, they're kind of like, Oh, I'm in over my head. <laughs> I, I have a lot of pe- friends who get pets and they're kind of like, oh man, it sounds nice having a, a pet, but I don't want to deal with all this shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's a part of growing up, responsibility. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, I love my kids, love my pets. I think sometimes people, they, and regardless, we can make connections to this with just life in general about, you know, you grow up, you go to school. You get an education, get a job, you might get married, have kids. And next thing you know, you're like, whoa, what is my life? <laughs> I just did what I just did what people said to do or that everybody else did, or I did what was modeled to me mm-hmm. that I thought that's what just what you did. And I didn't realize that there's this whole world out there. Mm-hmm. And before you knew it, now you've got all these anchors attached to you. Not in a bad way, but just like I mean, even even as an example here, we got like we have eight chickens in our backyard that are affixed to my shed. Like I got a nice big, so like they're not easy to move. Mm-hmm. If we wanted to move somewhere, well, we got eight chickens to deal with. Unless we try to sell them with the house, like right. we'll have to find a place that is accommodating to them. But knowing that they might only last, I don't even know how long chickens live. But like then at the new place. We'd have to, you know, figure out where we're going to put the chickens and then we have to move them from here to there, the whole transition. And then they feel like an anchor. Hmm. And you realize maybe how many things do we just do we do just to do them? 
just to do them because we thought we were doing, but we don't ever think about the future. Like, what do we want with our lives? And does this thing fit into the grand scheme of our life? And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But maybe we all just do a better job of, of thinking about that before we make these big decisions that would impact the rest of our life. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to face that because people want to believe what they want to believe. And if your whole life you've been thinking, like, I just I can't wait to have a kid. But if you really sat down and you wrote like a pros and cons list and your cons list way outweighed the pros... It's still hard to believe, like, but I'm different. Maybe I mm-hmm. could handle it. How about all those couples that say that? Those moronic couples, I'm sorry, this is you, that think like, well, if we get a dog and we can handle a dog, we can have kids. And then two years into your dog, you're or, handling the dog really well. And then you have kids, but the dog hates the kids. Well, that or having a pet or a kid will fix our problems. It's like mm-hmm. if, if, if I just get this, it'll fix my loneliness. It'll fix my sadness. Yeah, it'll mask it. It'll mask it. Yeah, but it's not going to fix the root cause. But like, but then, I mean, you see it all the time. And I think that's why there's so many rescues is because these couples get these dogs and cats before they have kids. And they have kids and they don't get along. Mm. Well, they ain't going to shove their kid back in. Like, you can't get rid of the kid because it doesn't like your pets, so they end up getting rid of the pets mm-hmm. and abandoning their pets. Happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's not fair. No, it's not, but... So listen, if you want to do that, don't what, don't like puss out and get rid of your... Kill your pet. Like if you really want to do that, know that if it doesn't get along with your kids, kill your pet. Just kill it. Don't put it through the torture of going and finding a new home. I don't know if I agree with that. Um. I don't know if I do either. I just said it. <laughs> Man, that's extreme. Yeah, but no, but that situation happens all the time. Where yeah. the people end up getting rid of their pets because they don't get along with their kids. And that was the whole reason they got their pets, see if they could handle the kids. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do if you have another kid and the kids don't get along? Mm. <laughs> you know? No, like, I know. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So, it's, it's, anyway. It's just like a. I guess going back to like what started this whole thing is it's um, saying goodbye to someone or something that's been with you for so long is it's just like closing a chapter. And I think what makes this especially hard is, um, you know, this was like, you know, we, we got, Oh, drop something. We dropped, we, we dropped. Yeah. We got peeps and my other kitty, and they were like pieces of my past and the one left and then now peeps is about to go so it's like peeps and the old one is gone too yeah yeah so the it's whole like package yeah the whole package is like that chapter is now officially done like you know whenever my the first kitty died we we found solace and like okay at least we have her mm-hmm. and now that she's leaving it's like wow like this is this is the last one then yeah You'll finally be able to breathe again in your house. Yeah, I know, right? Like, oh, this is what our house smells like. Nah, dude, I, I've never not had, like, lived with, I mean, whenever I lived on my own, I never had an animal, but. I mean, you could get one of them nut sacks. Nut sacks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I could get a nut sack. Um, but no, so, like, it just is, it's just like a weird thing. It's like whenever, like, a grandparent dies, or it literally is like, closing a, a large chapter um something that has always been there yeah since i was literally it is now gone yeah it's a constant that is now gone mm-hmm. and even though it is just a cat the solid experience there of like this thing that was always in my life it's 
small, for far back as I can remember, is now gone. Yeah. It's just a little reminder that life is fleeting. Life is temporary. It's short. Even yeah. ours. We think we're going to live a long time, but death comes at you fast. It does. You know, they say life comes at you fast. Well, death comes at you fast, too. Uh, uh, so. And, and seeing how it affects other people around me, you know, like, it's hard. And I, th- I mean, I don't think anything would make it easier, but I do think when it rains, it pours. Like, we talked. I mean, I didn't know that this was going to be happening a week ago. You know, like, she was fine as far as i knew and like we've talked about before this year has been like so hard um and i'm dealing with like other family issues as well and then like having this on top of it it's just like i haven't cried like I, i've okay no i've cried but i haven't it wasn't the allergies no i haven't like weeped there's a very there's like a difference between like you know some tears are falling and you're kind of getting like your throat's kind of hurt and it's kind of tense there's a difference between that and like wailing crying you know what i mean i haven't done that since i was a kid yeah but <laughs> and you wonder even if those tears are the actual loss of the pet but some of the other emotions that that brings to the service no, i know i think it's just so overwhelming that makes you address those yeah and like oh wow and I've, I've had to fight that and i i feel like you know when my grandpa passed away i didn't i didn't weep but i definitely you know cried but for some reason this time with peeps I I feel like I'm on the verge of any day now. <laughs> like that 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 seal's gonna break. Um, I wonder if this is just like I said. The we, maybe we hold in so many of those tears from other experiences. Oh, totally. You know, like no, I'm not gonna let it loose on this one. But then that one happens, and they all come out at the same time. Yeah. Oh, I I totally think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. And I don't want anyone around. Like I I know my parents were like, um, well, you know, since you picked her out, like, do you want to go? with us to put her down. And I was like, well, I should. Um, but I was like, I know I'm going to lose my shit if I go. Yeah. There's some vets that'll do it at your house too. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Do yeah. I don't know if I like that. Yeah. We did that with happy. Was it good? I've never experienced it. Cause see, we don't have to take them anywhere. Cause it's not, dogs aren't used to going anywhere. Okay. Don't have to take them anywhere. Come right to the house. And, uh, did you watch it or did you just let, yeah. them, let them go? Yeah. We were there with him the whole time. Man. So it was uh, nice. I mean, it wasn't nice, but it was, peaceful. wouldn't want to do it any other way. Right. You know, had, it's really interesting. It, <laughs> there's a song that I listened to like when I was, when I was younger that, that brought me through some like really emotional times. It always moved me to tears and it's the, uh, the forest gum suite. Um, by Alan Silvestri. I don't think I know. It's that. on the soundtrack of oh. Forrest Gump, and it's <clears throat> okay. just it. It kind of t- it's like a nine or ten minute song, mm. and it takes you kind of through almost a life, you mm-hmm. know, in that nine or ten minutes. And I would listen to that when I was younger, and it connected with it. It was one of the first songs that really ever connected emotionally to mm. me, and. I put on some like Pandora while while this was happening last year, like classical music, just something soft, quiet, peaceful in the background. Mm. And like while we were putting our dog down, this song came on Mm. and I lost it. Like I'm like whoever the grand organizer of the universe is and is in charge of everything and timing, like fuck you Mm. (laughs) for doing that to me. Wow. Um, Because what are the odds like that, that 
like for me in that moment to hear that song and like playing back the story of my life and all the emotions that, you know, that I've experienced. And then this dog, it made me think about like the life of this, you know, this dog and my interaction with this, it was like, it killed me. Yeah. So it's tough, man. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. be a downer, it's but this is a like a good place. I think is, to, to wrap it yeah, up. And, it's life. And, and, uh, I guess, you know, squeeze your loved ones, squeeze your fur babies, um, give them love. Yeah, go check out our uh, Facebook page and we'll have a whole thread dedicated to the pets in your life that you want to memorialize and honor, whether they're dead or alive. Yeah, and I do think we should put your uh, blog post about happy in the show notes. So check those out. And um, yeah, like I said, it's very easy to take things for granted and time keeps going and it feels like just yesterday truthfully that we just got peeps but that was 19 years ago and now is the time where like you know she has liver failure it's a matter of days it's a matter of hours so um just to keep things into perspective you know like you yeah it's it's tough but anyway yeah we need to um wrap it up so john do you want to end this on a high note? Do you want to end it on one of your classic John so, jokes? So, pandas eat at a restaurant, right? A panda, okay. Yep. And um, orders his meal, eats, looks around, shoots the place up, <laughs> and uh, walks out the door. And the, uh, the bartender hid behind the bar the whole time and runs out the door, says, Yo! What the heck, man? Like, what are you, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. Panda turns around and says, "I'm a panda. It's what I do. Look it up." The guy goes back in, gets the dictionary. Panda eats, shoots, and leaves. He's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> shoots and leaves. He wasn't kidding. <laughs> Bamboo shoots. Oh. He shoots and leaves. (laughs) All right. Have a nice week, everybody. All right, guys. Take care.